0: And welcome to another episode of Hey, Look, Listen. Uh, my name is Kevin O'Carroll and I am joined today by the three OG Hey, Look, Listeners. Uh, Jonathan Morrissey, Owen Reardon, and a man who could only be described as Liam Sheehan. Fellas, how are we doing?
1: Great, Kev. It was a wonderful intro. You did it. You nailed it. Thanks. I thought so, yeah. Best intro ever. Second. Yeah. Second best.
0: <laughs> Second best. I'll take it. you got to have
2: something to aspire for. And I'm delighted that I could add that contribution after... So long. We're back back. at full
3: might. He's back. Owner Erudin is back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Safari was good. You know, Marcy went uh, to the African Safari, came back, recommended it, went myself, and it was a two thumbs up. He had to go. Yeah.
0: Are there any lions left? (laughs) (laughs) He killed them all, Kev. He
2: killed them all. (laughs) It was just a field of just slaughtered animals.
0: (laughs) But um, uh, animal abuse aside, we are here today to talk about video games. (laughs) Um, Now, we are keeping things a bit loosey-goosey today. We are following on from our previous uh, questions for each other episode. We're going to try and cover a couple of topics across the board, having a bit of a chat with each other. But before we get into that, um, are you guys playing anything at the moment? We'll start with you, Liam.
1: I think I'm playing the same thing you are, Kev.
0: I think so. That's why I picked you. Because
1: I think this... um... This episode is going to be released if we stick to schedule. We're recording this early, so it might be actually might be about two and a half weeks before we release this episode. So it might be a bit dated. <clears throat> but I just finished the Resident Evil Four remake, <clears throat> like two days ago. And um, do you know that thing where you play a game and you're like, "Ooh, I couldn't have enjoyed that a video game more than I enjoyed that one." That's exactly what happened to me. It was just <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Liam, what a game! It, it,
2: I don't want you to go too far down the rabbit hole.
1: I'm not going to spoil, man.
2: No, it's it's not spoiler territories. It's more it has something to do with my question of the day.
1: Oh. Before you dive into
2: why it's so good.
1: Interesting. um, I don't
2: want you to go too far down that uh, Leon Kennedy rabbit hole.
1: I will just say then that just my enjoyment was, as the kids say, at maximum.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Right.
3: Yeah.
0: Total global saturation <laughs> of enjoyment. He
3: saw his eyes when he said that. Uh, I didn't miss this. I'm going to be honest. I didn't miss this.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Marcy, how about you?
3: I just finished uh, Cyberpunk uh, last week, I think. Uh, I was obviously talking to you guys about that. Lots of thoughts, some good, many bad. Uh, but it was a very unique experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to the DLC. I will say that. Cause yeah. I'd like to see what they because Idris Elba's in it, so there you go. Um, so I, I'm excited for that. Uh, and right now, uh, I'm playing. I'm playing right now. I'm playing very randomly Pokemon. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm trying to go through a backlog of stuff I have that I haven't played that was and it was like literally sealed on my shelf. Well, let's uh,
1: some, go. Let's go, Pikachu and Eevee, That Pikachu. one is it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's wow. yeah,
2: the one that's... where you can buy the Pokeball for the Switch and actually? Throw it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, there's a little
0: peripheral, all right.
2: Yeah, I haven't done that. Um thirty-four. <laughs> <which> <laughs> would be a, bit weird,
3: a bit weird about doing it, uh, but I might. Um and also playing a uh, Disco Elysium as as well. Pick that back up again. Oh so. yes. Um, but we will yeah, yeah we'll talk about that when it's finished.
0: Yeah. I'm on the record on this podcast of saying that I think Disco Elysium is probably the best written game ever made. Mm. I think there are issues with the gameplay of it at times. Um I know Liam ran into a roadblock with it and kind of bounced off it a little bit. Yeah, I said I'd, so I'd, I'd, I'd
1: restart it in six oh, yes, months and I shit. haven't hit that yet. I, I died and lost all my save. Yeah. Oh, shit,
3: yeah. It, it, it yeah. has, because I'm playing on the deck, it has a lot of, like, technical hiccups and stuff like that. Oh, no, no. Um, it's yeah. also not a game to play if you've been drinking the night before and maybe you're, like, mm. a little bit, you know, <laughs> down in the dumps. You're kind of like, oh, it's that why? Game. Is
1: that why you're playing yeah, Pokemon no, no, Let's
3: Go Pikachu? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to balance that it's out, a good yeah. drinking game, all right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm, what I'm playing right now.
0: Um, Fantastic. And Owen, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, it's been, you, uh... it's been a while.
2: It's been a while. And I think I, I probably would have wanted to play more since the last time I talked to you guys. But given life, I actually you know haven't been able to, you know, for the Halo hey listener um, groupies <laughs> out there. Um, you know, I've been in hospital. Uh, we're, oh. we're officially having uh, um, our first Halo hey listen baby wow Um, yeah it'll be on episode 106 i believe yeah in in around there
1: how can we Um, gamify this concept
2: what of having a child yes i already did (laughs) it's just like how how many goals can you go until you
1: fucking high score man it's like pinball exactly
2: um yeah so like life has been crazy but it's um you know i one of the episodes during my absence that i was very fond of was the solo episode i think that marcy did that he was speaking about the steam deck and i was like you know what sure i think i need to get this thing um and i think it's just going to make my life so much easier just given where i am and then i was thinking about the future of obviously having a child and having not being able to sit in front of my television when i need to or sit in front of my computer and to be able to hold a baba and the la- in the lap they just watching something and watching the child and being able to <laughs> pick up and play when i needed to so a lot of the gaming that i've been doing has actually been through that and kev before you hopped on i was telling the guys like this thing in my opinion is an absolute game changer um you know i think it's actually i don't know sales data on it but i think a lot of people would be surprised probably how well it's actually sold um worldwide from what i've well from what i've seen uh, a lot of uptake on it um and you know this thing is premium a lot marcy i don't know if you find a lot of people complain about the um like the screen quality but i actually think it's pretty good like, I,
3: like it, it's bothered me one time and that was when i went speaking of pokemon because i have the oled switch mm-hmm. um i've been playing disco elysium put it down picked up the switch and i was like oh
2: yeah OLED is pretty fucking great. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's that's the only. That's the only time, though. The only time. Yeah, and and you know, it's uh, it's allowed me to, I think, play games that I usually, you know, otherwise wouldn't. I um, mean, one of them was Cyberpunk. Um, you know, it's a, well, it can be a big game depending on your approach. I played it. I finished it. It took me, uh, I think it took, it took me about eighteen hours, which you know, we give okay. a sense of, you know, I kind of beeline this. Um, yeah. And from what I've heard, that's the worst way to play it. Um, but it was, it was a, just a very interesting experience going between, you know, being able to sit down in front of the TV for an hour and play it on the deck and then hop upstairs the following day and play it on, you know, high settings on my 3070 on my gaming PC. And the big thing is, it's almost flawless in terms of that cloud sync, right? And that you know that's where the the Steam Deck like just truly, truly excels—the ability to go from high ultra to to on the go. Drained the battery of that Steam Deck like there was no tomorrow though. Um, <laughs> How long did you get it? Uh, it? Uh, two that's yeah, about two hours. still pretty good. Yeah, about two hours playing yeah. Cyberpunk. Um, but, you know, I got through Cyberpunk, um, influenced again by you guys. And again, this, 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 it was the Steam Deck that was, you know, accommodated me being able to play it. Spec Ops the line. Um, when mm. we, um, I was able to play that on deck and, you know, I was able to get four and a half hours battery out of that and thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think that, that was the first game I played. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. And then I text Marcy. I was like, I just realized I played half this game without changing the in-game settings to high on the deck, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this looks way better, and my deck is capable of playing this. Yeah. Um, so I played those two, and then I'm currently actually playing Psychonauts 2 on my oh, Steam deck. Oh, excellent. And that's where I've actually found it's like this. It's That's what it's perfect for. Mm. That, that pure 3D platform or pick-up-and-play where it's not massively narratively driven, and you can hop in and out, you know, day over day or, you know, week over week and hop in for 20 minutes, hop in for two hours. Um, and, it, you know, it runs at pretty much high settings uh, on the Steam Deck. Um, so, you know, highly recommend to everyone. Um, and then, you know, Kev, I'll pass it back to you because one of the games that also falls into my topic of the day um, is something I completed recently as well.
0: Yeah. So the, the game that I've been playing at the moment is, as Liam predicted, the same one he's playing, the Resident Evil Four remake. Um, and again, I don't want to get into it too much if it's something that we might bring up later. We're on. not allowed to
1: talk about but, it. Apparently, it's very mysterious. Yeah. Jeez, nah,
0: I just want to just like fully echo what Liam said. Like this is good. This is <laughs> properly good. <laughs> too good. Like it's too it's good. so easily could have been not good. Yeah. Like even even the three remake is fine it's mm. pretty good it's fine the four remake they've taken one of the best games of all time and they found a way to make it better
1: which is insane
0: like, i i am absolutely loving it i have about two chapters left i think um i've been trying to pace it out as much as possible but like every free moment i have i'm just getting absorbed sucked into this world of fantastical creatures like uh, trolls and. Animated armors and Spaniards, and it's all just—it's <laughs> just fantastic. Um, it's also the only mainline Resident Evil game that you and I haven't covered together on the podcast, Liam.
1: I know I talked about really? it one time. Man, I mm-hmm. talked about it ages ago. And, oh, I did the Capcom Five ages ago—the bunch of um, Capcom exclusive GameCube it's games as that as came out—and co- I, co- and, and, and I covered it there. But yeah, we haven't actually done our lips on it. We could do it on both of them,
2: and the yeah, whole episode yeah, will just be us YouTube.
1: deciding which quotes we miss from the original which ones we're glad he doesn't say no thanks bro in this one but he does say but he does say where's everyone going bingo i've noticed they they (laughs) cut
0: out some of the cheesier lines particularly from like the boss encounters and then they used those original lines as as the names of the achievements yeah
1: so when you kill the boss you get a trophy that's the old line and there's some yeah. new cheesy lines, like when you fight animated knights for the first time and kill them, Leon goes, nighty night, knights. Oh, fine, so it's man. not all. So yeah. they're, they're maintaining the cheese while, like, you know, kind of making it a bit more self-serious. It's a, it's a thread they've needled. But I'm sorry, Owen, we're not allowed to talk about it. No, so, like,
2: that's... I think that's a good segue. <laughs> Why don't I kick things off so you guys Absolutely. can just sing the praises? Absolutely. Um, I think we're actually in a very, very interesting time in video games because like pop culture is so nostalgia driven, you know, in terms of console gaming, we're like three hour or three hours, about 30 years. I meant to say that's totally different. They're like (laughs) 30 years or so into like the launch of, you know, you know, popularized console gamings with the Nintendo. Um, And we're starting to see video games now take the route of movies where it's, we're now getting remakes. You know, remakes of things that happened 15 years ago, remakes of things that happened 20 years ago. And what I wanted to bring to uh, today's conversation and pose it to the group is, you know, it's kind of twofold. One is what, in your guys' opinion, actually makes a good remake of a video game? And is there any game that you guys would personally like to see be remade?
1: Can I begin? Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. I think how you make a good remake is your your Capcom. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. That's what you do first.
0: Step one: work for Capcom. Look,
1: I'll always want new. That you know, that's like the that's that's the exciting thing. Maybe not when it's announced; it's not going to be the most exciting thing. But when you play it and you finish it, it becomes this new thing you love. But if the remakes are done well and they're improving on the old ones, I'm I'm right here for it. And I think the best remake ever made actually isn't modern. Home. It came out in two thousand and two. And it's uh, the the original Resident Evil remake for the GameCube. And I think that does what Capcom would be doing now these days with uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake and the Resident Evil 4 remake, is they're keeping the absolute soul of the original. Everything that you love about the original is intact, but they're modernizing it graphically, obviously, but also stuff like you, you, you don't think needed to be modernized until you play the new version. Like, just a small example, Resident Evil 4 is the combat in it is now built around Leon's knife, which is a whole new thing. It's it, it's now a consumable, it's a breakable knife, and you can parry attacks with it, and you can, you know, quick kill enemies with it. And you play Resident Evil 4 and you're not going, oh, I wish the knife was had more use. You're not, why would that occur to you? But, you know, a, a new mechanic like that can just change a game for the better. And now I, 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 I don't think Resident Evil 4 Remake deletes Resident Evil 4 original in any way. But I imagine if I go back and play that original one, I'd be like, I'll miss the parrying. I'll miss the knife. But Resident Evil 4 remake has a kind of, um, it sticks very rigidly to the original because I think that game is so beloved, they're almost like scared to kind of like, you know, paint too much outside the lines. Now they do, they make sequences better. They delete some sequences altogether. But in comparison to the Resident Evil 2 remake from 2019, which I feel was a much more kind of ground up remake, you know, where here, same characters in the same place but it's just like, it feels different. It's kind of giving you different things. You know, it has a creature chasing you around that precinct. And I always thought what was important about the Resident Evil 2, the old Resident Evil's Resident Evil 2, was to fix camera angles, like in the old Silent Hills, where, you know, almost like the developers were directing the action, you know. But Resident Evil 2 Remake is right behind your back, and it it loses that. But then you play it, and you go like, oh, these things aren't as important as you think. If, If Developers can find a new thing to wrap a game around. I think that completely works as well. So what I'm, basically what I'm saying is the Resident Evil remakes is how you remake a game. And I do, <laughs> and I do think um, Resident Evil 4 Remake might be my new kind of poster child for how to remake a game. It's not as exciting a remake as 2 was, but it's it's just like, when it was announced, Kev, I was just like, you don't need to remake 4. 4 is perfect. And now I just think I probably every aspect of the remake I prefer. Probably, like, I, except for the one-liners, a lot of which are gone. But, like, if I want the 100% goofy-ass version of Resident Evil 4, it's not going anywhere. I have that original one. It's not replacing it. I want new things all the time. But if anything is as good as a Resident Evil 4 remake, remake or new, I, I don't care what, what content I'm getting. I kind of feel the same about the Final Fantasy Seven remake as well. But Capcom are doing it even better than Square did, I think. They're just absolutely nailing it. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think, like, for a remake to work for me, it has to it's balanced on a knife edge where it has to sort of be respectful and aware of and cognizant of the original source material but it also has to do something new and worthwhile as well because if it's just aping the source material one to one why make it? Just just port the old game make that available. So you need to introduce something new and I think the the, the knife uh, parry mechanic in, in Resi 4 is a great example of that um, but sometimes I think it is okay to just take the old game, warts and all, and just modernize it a bit. Like, I don't know, if you guys played the the, the new Prime remaster?
2: Yeah. Oh and shit, yeah, I that, played that too.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that is that is and remains an old-ass game. Mm-hmm. They've updated it a bit, they've modernized it, it plays it pl- more fluidly modern- than... They've, yeah,
2: they've updated the control scheme to fit modern-day standards
0: yeah but other than that it's it's the original fucking basic ass setup and it's all the better for it like not every remake or remaster needs to be revolutionary they don't need to introduce a new parry mechanic into the metroid prime remaster Mm. just do what the original game did well and do that better you know i
3: i just for the sake of being you know devil's advocate I'll, i'll i'll jump on the other side there I do agree with most of what the guys have said, but I think remakes are kind of fallen into two categories. You have the Resident Evil's The Final Fantasy of the World, where you can see the people who have remade it are probably fans. They've put you know built it from the ground up. There's a lot of heart and proper passion in. Like even hearing things about like the way the, the trophies are named, that's such a, a, a such a subtle touch, but it means so much to people playing it. And then you also have, for example, say the Grand Theft Auto remasters, which are just mm. don't really work um and they would have been games that you think would have been very easy to remaster we've talked about in this podcast before uh the mario games you know super mario 64 uh, and galaxy and sunshine that package um they were remakes they kind of weren't great either so i think you know i i'm all for it because like i think one of the reasons we started this podcast was because of nostalgia uh it was the middle of covid and you know I, we've talked about this before but during COVID most of us went back and played all games I guess because you know new games the releases have been kind of slowing down um, so I'm all for them like Liam says look it, tomorrow if the Metal Gear series you know if, if they like to, to remaster Metal Gear and they release each one at remember, each, remember
2: they did as well
3: well, I don't twin snakes. Let's not. Do we really want to? Do we count that?
1: I love twin snakes, man.
3: Do you? I, it's fine. <laughs> twin snakes is fine. I, I paid an obscene amount of money to get it on the GameCube, uh, so I can't <laughs> say anything. Um, but I do like you know. I'd buy them, uh, and mm-hmm. and they, they do kind of you know they do tickle tickle my bones. Um, I just think there have been so many lackluster uh, releases. Look, even we were talking about yesterday, The Last of Us, which is a mm-hmm. remake of a game that came out in twenty thirteen, which is. That's ludicrous. Like I, I know we've all has ever actually played the the remake? No, not yet. no, it, no. So no. okay, but that says something. You know, not everyone's buying it. Um, but obviously the port to PC was a disaster. Um, so I'm kind of a bit more on the fence about them. Um, but you know, there's a list as long as my arm of games I'd love to see a, a, a remake for. You know, so.
1: But isn't that thanks. weird? It it almost depends on our age. Where Resident Evil mm-hmm. Four has yeah. been remade, and that's from what 2000. And- 2005 i think and i'm like yeah yeah like remaking resident evil 2 that's from like 1999 of course it's a ps1 game with things you could do but like 2005 even i was at first i was kind of going no that looks fine but that's just you know because yeah. i grew up there i grew yeah. up in that era but for me the last of us one looks fine and even though it's being reviewed so well i'm like remaking dead space i'm like do you need to i've replayed yeah. that one for this podcast and it's yeah. still like thick with atmosphere But I imagine the new one is just going to, like, you know, build on to whatever the original did good, you know? So
2: that was the one that I alluded to that I played and finished um, Mm. Dead Space Remake. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's like. I'm you know, mentally stuck between a rock and a hard place because Liam, we did that episode, right? And Marcy as one of the first ones. <laughs>
1: ah! And he was there too. <laughs> he was too.
2: Marcy played like two hours and then shut off that game because he doesn't do scary games. You definitely wouldn't do the remake anyway, Marcy, because that is, <laughs> to be fair, it is heightened. Like pigeonhole him like that. Can I'm muted. I can't
3: hear any of you. I'm muted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know... <clears throat> The Dead Space remake very much is a we're going to take the original and we're pretty much going to do almost a shot for shot remake, but it's going to be the most gorgeous um, version of it. Um, and they did add some side stuff to it, which is like um, they added side missions, which, again, it's like meh in a, in a like a corridor driven um survival horror game like that i'm not necessarily there for side missions um the other big thing that they like touted before the game and i thought this was really weird um was they were like it's a seamless experience there's no so i don't know if you guys know this but there's no cuts in the game so like the tram system is yeah you're standing on the tram um and you just go to the next stop And, like, it, you know, they they were, you know, bigged it up of, like, it's a seamless experience and, you know, you'll feel the scope of the ship and all this kind of stuff. But, like, you know, really at the end of the day, it's still a closed room that's taking you from A to B. So you don't really feel that. And generally, those are checkpoints or save points in a game anyway. So you turn it off at that point, unlike God of War, where the... The uncut is combined with scale, which, you know, makes it seem just so colossal. Um, And, you know, Dead Space was just it was just a very interesting one because I played the PC modded version for our episode of this podcast. And, you know, the the mods are so good these days. I was looking, I was like on the PS5 version, I was like, oh, this looks really good. But this is also how I remember it the last time i played it mm-hmm. and it obviously wasn't right but it was how i remembered it and then
1: this Fox one looks great though i played sorry i own it for the 360 i think it still looks grand the sound design is still amazing
2: oh yeah it. i think i text you guys it has the best lighting that i've ever seen in a game the um new one. And, you know the yes the new one mm-hmm. um and you know just the um the environment is really conducive because it's so tight-spaced um, so mechanical, you know, very alien um, in its design. Um, and that mechanical drives, you know, you have just everything that your ship is built off from this really industrial-like environment that it, how that plays with lighting is just absolutely next level. But at the same time, it was one of those things I was you know interested to hear what you guys had to say about Resident Evil 4 because while I enjoyed my time with Dead Space, You know, it was just a testament to the original game that I was actually playing. That I was like, you know what, Dead Space the original that was good, and Mm. that's actually what I was taking away from the beautified version of um, the remake. And then, and you know, that's what got me thinking about this question because, you know, then I moved on to Metroid Prime, which actually, Kev, correct me if I'm wrong, they call metroid prime a remaster
0: like, yeah actually
2: like that thing is a goddamn remake yeah
0: absolutely like it's, it's all new textures it's completely visually all made from the ground up all over again it's in terms of like structure it's it's you know it is beat for beat what the original mm-hmm. game was but it i mean the line between remake and remaster is is fairly blurred these days yeah, um, for sure it's kind of picking at nits at this stage uh but yeah, I, I would, like, despite having a remaster on the, on the box, I would consider that Metro Prime a remake.
1: But Owen, yeah. can I ask, and yeah. that's not the most important thing, but does Dead Space improve the narrative? Because I love the original Resident Evil 4 for its absolute Japanese take on action movie B-movie cheese. Plot doesn't make sense. There are no real human beings. But in fairness to the new one, it's still a B-movie, but there's characters. They act like humans. They tech they add texture to that world it makes more sense there's connections to other resident evil games it's just way better but while i re- if i remember the simplicity of the dead space story and the way that direction goes where it ends up being like spiritual and stuff like that, like that doesn't really need to be touched the original dead space one is still like cool in its simplicity
2: yeah i don't think any i don't think anything is enhanced nor do i think anything is you know um I don't think the fact that Isaac Clark now speaks during the game oh, is no reductive way. to yeah. any of the story either.
1: He does speak in two and three two. in the originals, doesn't he? Yeah, yep. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, okay, they have okay. him speak in this and they have his he's not faceless, you know, right. so he does have those interactions with his wife. But actually, if there was anything that did make it worse, it was like, oh, you know. <laughs> His face is a bit weird looking. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> really like. Well, you don't associate that, that with right you know away. someone who's wearing the welding mask for the entire game, right? Of, of the first one. um So the, whether or not it, it's kind of like I don't know. Remember when they switched the model in Spider Man to the new guy who yeah. looks more like um Tom Holland? Yeah. It was that kind of thing, which is like it's not offensive, but it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, you know what I mean, and like you know my own opinion on all of this, and you know, um, you know Liam said that he thought Resident Evil Four does it probably a bit better than Final Fantasy VII remake, but in right. my, in my mind, Final Fantasy VII remake is the absolute gold standard of how you remake something, which is what I was. One of the feelings, and that's how I'll speak about it, is there were certain elements of that game before it came out, and internally I was saying, asking myself, how are they going to do this? Yeah, you know, there's the the, from the cross dressing dancing scene to motorcycle chases, like you're in in my head. I was like, how are they actually going to pull this off in a remake? Um, and Liam, who just left the room, I'm, I'm speaking about. Just, I'm speaking about Final Christ. Fantasy VII, and, and that's what oh. I was thinking to myself while I was playing, or even before Final Fantasy VII came out, which was, how are they going to pull this off? Which for me is like, okay, that's what gets me excited about, you know, a remake. Um, but yeah, and that's why it's like that's why I even picked up Last of Us Part One, hmm. you know, and it, where we we're in that fine line between remaster and remake. Everything I see of the Last of Us Part One. It is that thing of, but well, that's how I remember it looking. It's that Dead Space thing, which is like, that is just how I remember it looking.
1: That's kind of shitty to say, <clears throat> because I do know the gameplay in the Last of Us Part 1 is kind of better and it mirrors too. But if I want to see those those beautiful cutscenes, they're all on YouTube. I can save myself yeah. 80 quid, you know? Yeah. I hate to say it, like, but it's, I, that game is, like, I'm sure a lot of time and work was put into it. But that game reeks of free on PlayStation yeah. Plus, okay. It does. Yeah. It does.
2: Yeah. Um, before we round it out, quick roundtable. No, no explanations needed. You just need a title of what you want to be remade next.
0: Easy. Dino Crisis
2: in yes. the style of uh, RE4. Okay, yeah. perfect. That is mine.
1: People are saying what are they going to do next? Are they going to do are they going do Resident Evil Code Veronica? Are they going to do Resident Evil 1 again? Are they going to do Resident Evil 5? I'm hearing five. Five. I'm hearing five, I'm good. Yeah. five as well. Yeah. I'm Dino Crisis, man. That's the yeah, one. Absolutely it's the better shout. That's terrifying.
0: That's and there was a tiny, tiny sliver of time when that first trailer dropped for Exo Primal. Exo
2: fucking primal.
0: <laughs> when I saw when I saw a gun and a dinosaur on screen in a Capcom trailer, and I was like, okay. it's happening. Kev, okay, were you like, on? No, I don't it's think you, shit. I
2: don't think you were maybe you maybe it was Liam speaking in that um email or that uh, text thread we have going, but he he just like at Owen, it's happening for you. And I'm like, yes. And like we're just like, what the fuck is this
1: shit? I thought it was Dino Crisis. I was 100 percent sure it was Dino Crisis. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, Marcy? Uh
3: Leisure Suit Larry Two.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. With Let's full death. genitalia. Yeah. Uh, rendered beautifully. N- 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 or in virtual reality. Yeah. 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 No, no, I I has
3: to be gear, man. Like I was. Yeah. Man, you yeah. know, what, the you the know pride, what's pride coming, it has to, it has to. But like I've been burned so many times over the years at Reddit, Reddit articles or fake news sites saying it was on its way and hasn't happened. So I'm trying to get too excited for it, but yeah, they'd
1: have to. It would make so much money. It, would, it, it feels would. like the last big one from that era that we haven't seen some kind of re-release or remake yeah. of. Sorry, we have in the 2000s. Sorry to reiterate on. We had Twin Snakes, but I know what you mean. A, a, a modern one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Konami's back now, right? And they're they are swinging. So. I'm not surprised.
0: Okay, fantastic. So we'll move on then to Liam. What have you got for us?
1: I think this question might be generic. Brilliant. Fine, but I have it. Perfect, yeah. The Last of Us came out yes. at HBO recently. Remember that? It yeah. Is that your question? It Kevin and I did that. an episode. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on. On. All right, on to you there, Ken. Okay. It's just uh, go one by one. Adaptation. What would you like to see as a, a video game adaptation? Be it movie, TV show, animated, whatever you want. Is there anything anymore? Is the is the sheer graphical power of video games now rendered the excitement of an adaptation like invalid, or what's the story?
0: I'd love to see a video game adaptation of the movie
1: adaptation. So you know, I'm talking the other way around. I want to... I know. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
2: such a great question. That's very really tough now. I think we are so first of all last of us fantastic clearly the best adaptation that we've had so far totally stoked for season two and three which they've pretty much said is happening over two seasons very excited to see how they do that narratively um you know liam i we, we did episodes back in the day and marcy of like how they you know actually were able to do that in video game form um, something that I'm very interested to see how they do it, and it is happening, is Bioshock on Netflix. Oh, yeah. um, yes, I've for- totally forget who's directing it. Do any of you? Do any? Of the- <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it on the side. Um, I'll clue it in. All the blank faces. <laughs> it's someone we like. Uh, oh, it's the um, director of uh, the first Roman Polanski.
1: <laughs> Oh, okay. That's a much better
2: choice. I think that's him, Francis Lawrence. I'm pretty sure that's him. That's
1: why we all fell silent.
2: (laughs) God, I'm just super interested in again how they, how you communicate a twist narratively like that, where you are in direct control of the players. Spoiler, without getting too in depth into it, and how they potentially flip that on its head. You know, in a big screen format.
1: I think um, you don't touch it. I don't think you don't. I, I think you don't touch that twist. I think that's or, so intrinsically, like in, intrinsically or, like, leave it interactive. Out. So intrinsically interactive, no? Oh, main characters being yeah. controlled by a bad guy all the time is not interesting unless you're... And, and that's
2: what I mean, is, is mm. like how do you translate mm. that to... Someone who's not controlling the person on screen.
1: Do you have to adapt the game? Why not just like do the backstory of Rapture? Or something I would like love. That? Now that's really what was- I would
2: love. I'd love a like hour and a half of seeing Rapture in its full glory, and then forty minutes of pure and utter destruction. Mm-hmm. But th- that's when,
3: like, Last of Us, when it was the most fun, was when it did things like. It creates new of. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It started the game. That's yep. when I was most engaged and enjoyed it the most. So yeah, with Bioshock, that's so what I hope they'll do. Because like, there's so much about that world we don't know and we haven't seen in, in a few games. I'd love to, to to see more of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think without the twist, what you're left with narratively in Bioshock, it's still good. I'm not shitting on Bioshock here. But it's not anything special. It's, it's a pretty straightforward story otherwise of... Guy going through weird environment now the environment is weird and seeing it and seeing it blown up would be great but i do feel like the only way to successfully adapt it is very loosely use the setting use the sort of the ideological foundations of it and tell a new story so think but think
2: about bioshock that you know is it's a setting and it's an environment and it's a atmosphere that i think could translate very very well to um, a movie type of um vibe and setting right it's, it's similar to dead space even though dead space really is you take event horizon and you put it together with alien and you got dead space right so we kind of have a um a dead space movie um i'll open it up to the group liam but my second to what i would love and genuinely love is a um, grim fandango movie. I I just think that would be fucking awesome.
3: Uh, I have one. Right, I? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't know. In order here, uh, <clears throat> the first Red Dead. Uh, I think the oh. first Red Dead would lend itself to being a HBO series incredibly well. And this is from someone who misses Deadwood. And yeah, and we we are now. And this is maybe the only time you can say this in movie history. We're going through a, a dry run of there being any good westerns of any kind yeah. really <laughs> um and i also have to admit only two weeks ago i watched uh, the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford
1: on a movie
3: like roger deacon's cinematography it's one of the best looking movies i've ever seen um, and it just kind of started me off watching a bunch of you know high planes drifter etc etc um but i just think that the first red dead <clears throat> you know which so I actually would definitely take a remaster of as well To so go back to an older mm-hmm. question um, That would be <laughs> fantastic to see um, I believe
0: that was cancelled, there was one in, on the way yeah, I remember reading that, yeah. And it got shit canned after the, um, the after GTA the remasters failed
3: Oh, after those, oh okay, okay after the, the GTA Yeah, What a fucking terrible shame um, But I think that the first one uh, And the story is, you know Somewhat straightforward But it would lend itself so well to HBO's kind of gritty, darker Kind of, you know, uh, themes They put into their shows um i'd love to see that and i think then two two i two i'm actually not so certain of because i think two is actually very it's i feel two the story is a very very complex story between you know uh, dutch and the gang so that might be harder but after watching the last of us i kind of have faith in them to do anything so i, I would say red dead i, I would absolutely yeah what
1: about it? red dead but done in a linear fashion rather than the way they did it in the games begin with two and lead into one over a couple of seasons oh yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, actually,
3: I wish I said that. Um, that would, that would work really, really well. Um, I don't know, I just love you know, I think the Red Dead games, man. I think the first one doesn't actually get enough praise. I think it's actually because it, it hasn't been remastered, so and it's so hard to find and play now. Um, you know, I tried to emulate it in the deck and it was just an absolute mess. Just It's so hard mm. to get it running. Um, but yeah, anything that continues that story would be fantastic because I don't think... Do you think we'll ever get a Red Dead 3? I don't really feel... Yeah, that.
1: definitely. It's you, think, you think we will? Well, it's, it's, it's not as big a cash cow as Grand Theft Auto to them or just casinos online or whatever Rockstar Duties is. But... Um, of course red dead redemption 2 was a huge success it was a yeah huge but
3: they, they dropped out of red dead online so quickly like they didn't mm. yeah, like it, it's, it's gotten Inter-O. one patch since it came out oh, 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 okay. okay interesting so yeah do so they, they
1: want to make single player things anymore yeah, that's, that's, that's no they want to cool. make money yeah mm. exactly
3: i think that as a studio they're really really shifting it was came it in it all gone the gta
1: mm. yeah
3: but i don't know i again just it'd be great so I, i'd say Red Dead.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, Marcy, because I think as soon as uh, Liam asked the question, I had the same thought that Red Dead as a HBO adaptation, like a a Deadwood-esque, long, drawn-out, meditative Western experience, fantastic. Uh, Doubly so, because... I firmly believe that the story of two is the only good part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I've said fair, this before. Fair statement. I'm, yeah. I'm tripling down. I honestly think it's a dog shit video game with an excellent story. God, so if they can adapt that into a format where I don't have to experience that game.
1: For sure. Hold on, I'll answer my own question. When I was a lad, I used to daydream about an adaptation of Nintendo's Star Fox series. mm i still to this day as an adult think that, that would be a perfect animated show hit the tone of avatar the last Air, airbender or star wars the clone wars have it full of action and adventure and cool dog fights in space but have a character driven i think the nintendo games have such small little insights into that world and small little flourishes of really great characters who's the best nintendo villain of all time is it it's, is a Bowser is it Ganondorf no it's Pigma Dengar the guy who killed Fox's dad in the backstory he used to be part of the Star Fox team but he betrayed Fox's dad and you know he's obsessed with money and in the game he flies in and he's all like ooh your dad screamed real good before he died he's awful he's an it? absolute prick what he, a oh, yeah. awful yeah. fuck too bad dad's not here to see you fail and then he has a history with Peppy Hair, that, and he's like, "I'll do you first, Peppy opal, pal," and stuff like that. Lilac <laughs> Wars, yeah. Still the
3: same voice for every character as
1: <laughs> That was the, that was all oh, the same sorry, character. Was sorry. <laughs> what I'm saying by by um, demonstrating my amazing Pigma um, impression is that there is a wealth of all ages drama within Star Fox, and not only have they ignored it. As a gaming franchise, it's pretty much dead for the last years. I always thought it would be an awesome, awesome cartoon. And what kind of has this rattling around in my head is that six years ago, right, I was drinking with Kev O'Carroll, who's here on this podcast. And we just randomly discovered I don't know if you remember this, Kev. I remember. It just came up on my YouTube recommended. A guy had made an animated thing on YouTube called uh, A Fox in Space, which is... Like a twelve-minute-long animated short based based on Star Fox, but as a kind of more serious noir, and I found out he spent the last six years working on a follow-up to it, and he released a forty-minute-long episode two, and it's the best piece of animation I've ever seen on YouTube, and as a Star Fox fan, it's just, it kind of it, it's heightened because. It's not what I've been imagining. I think you could do kind of an all-ages thing, but it's a self-serious noir adaptation of Star Fox done by one guy over the space of six years. And if it's, it's the coolest thing ever, lads. It's the coolest yeah, it thing ever. Out, so yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of half vindicated. It doesn't sound like it, is that oh, what you said? Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, uh, you know, fans do what fans do, you know? But I'm kind of half vindicated by it because this guy is taking these characters and doing something with them and i i I, it's the one it's not going to happen if they're not if nintendo aren't going to make a game over it they're not going to make a show but i'm interested to see when because i'm not saying if when the mario movie is a huge success Mm -hmm. what nintendo what nintendo are going to do with their ips in terms of like adaptations they're probably going to go buck wild with them like i do not want to see a zelda movie or or show I don't. I can't take it. I just. It's just going to be too much for me. Not because um, it'll be so good. Because I know they'll. No. 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 It'll never work. But I just think when Mario starts making money, I think Nintendo because are going to start going. All right. All right. What do we got? And I hope for some reason they just go Star, uh, Star Fox. Why not Star Fox? <laughs> well, then again, if, okay, if that's the case. If Nintendo were listening. And you do are. an anima- you yeah, you are there. You do an animated Mario movie, you do an animated Pokemon movie, you do an animated Zelda movie, you do an animated, let's say, Star Fox movie, you culminate them in an Avenger style Smash Brothers movie where they all meet in their same in their same world, then you do another phase with another Mario, another Zelda, and then you add to it and ten years time you're the new Marvel Avengers and you just write that down start, like, <laughs> you had me halfway through there.
0: Personally so yeah. I'd just like to see uh, uh, any Star Fox animation that isn't furry porn
1: No it's not furry porn Now like, the man like, who okay, made it might be a furry
0: Six years got those furry tits just right <laughs> got get
3: that, <laughs> in the veins and Star Fox's Cock just correct
0: Oh, uh, I oh Marcy, don't know. It, it's his... cute that you think there'd be any tits there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know his predilections But what I do know is that he's an amazing animator And voice actor and, and straight filmmaker Like the mm-hmm. composition of some of the shots In that short I'm telling you I'm not even saying the best fan made. I'm saying the best piece of animation on YouTube. A, that's, a that's, that's how far yeah, I'm yeah. going. Well, I, well, we'll, I'll watch it. I watch it. He's, watch probably it. Right. He's, <laughs> he's probably right. No, not while we're recording. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're professionals, goddammit. <laughs> no, I don't want to send furry shit to you. Know I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Okay, so
0: before Liam can incriminate himself any further, I think we'll move on. Um, Marcy, what do you have for us? It's oh a deer in the headlights right
3: there. Uh, yeah question um so i kind of have one it's like it's a kind of a convoluted question so i'm going to keep just asking it until you stop me and you can figure <laughs> out what to answer it okay no one no, interrupt I, him just let him go yeah, two hours in um so it's a um so we're all we're all old now we're not we're not old but we're older right we're you know mid 30s um, yeah, like old. even Owen saying that like you know rent to what the third fourth decade of consoles as a thing it's like we've been playing video games our entire life um and owen was just saying earlier about how the steam deck has been such a kind of a a perfect way for him to pick up games as life has gotten busier you got you know a bab on the way married all that kind of jazz um my the way, the way it's happened for me is and it's this is a weird thing to happen but i've actually as i've gotten older i've actually started to play games a little bit more which is strange um, I started to kind of carve out more time in my week to play them and kind of actually push away some other hobbies or interests or people. That's not true. I, I still, they're all, I have all people I love. <laughs> um, but I have like been, I'm very intentional to it because I found when life got really on me and I was really busy at work, like I was doing a, you know, a course at the same time, and I wasn't playing video games much, I was a less happy person. And I was struggling to find a way to relax. You know, instead of getting, you know, to play a couple, you know, games a couple of hours a day watching that you know one episode of netflix a night it wasn't kind of giving me that same ability to kind of really relax and decompress from, from the day so i'd love to hear how you guys have you've kind of moved into your 30s how have gaming habits how have been shaped almost yeah how exactly yeah how have they changed brilliant don't stop me okay I, can, I, can, <laughs> I was only, well, only about two minutes oh, i fucking delighted with that um but you know what i'm trying to say like how have they changed and like what i think about all the time is because i get asked this by my my dad a lot because my dad doesn't get video games at all he listens to this podcast by the way and he's just like i'm like how would you understand anything we're saying and he's like oh it's fine you, you laugh i have a good time um <laughs> but i'm like he's like he asked me he says when you're older you'll stop playing games and he's been saying that to me for about 15 years genuine like every christmas it's a
1: different generation yeah true generation, absolutely
3: but i do wonder when i'm 50 60 70 would i be playing them and there's nothing that's happened in my life to say that i won't be except you know it's, i think definitely
1: know, but, i think easily yeah easily. so i'd love
3: to know anyway, how how have your habits kind of change and you know how do you see them changing as you, as you get older as well
1: i don't think mine have is that a really bad thing to say no no not at all but but i'm more aware of some things i like i i i think i long ago realized that gaming is like one of if not my favorite hobbies so like you know i should treat it that way it is it's cathartic it 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 helps my mental health, especially when I was a teenager. It absolutely did. But I am becoming aware of kind of, I don't want to be negative about, about about gaming because it's great. But I remember a few years ago when I played Persona 5, right? I was just like, it's an amazing game. Kev knows that. And I was just, I remember when it finished, I was just like, oh, what a great game. And I was like, no, I've done something wrong because I'm unhappy now that it's over. And not in a way that, oh, good media I I wish I could, like, read that book, you know, from the start again. No, I was just like, no, I put too much into that. I put too much into that. And I think it's very nice to kick up your feet and play a game at the end of the day and look forward to, like, when a new game comes out, like, especially one that's important to me, like the Resident Evil 4 remake, like, that was a huge deal. And, like, it was a joy to play, I'm going to admit, for eight hours in a row when I when I could I was just that's that's exactly what I wanted to do that's what I planned but there's definitely moments where I catch myself going hey Liam you know you kind of want to be creative right now you want to like not be doing this right now but you're why are you replaying Mario Sunshine (laughs) 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 or something no that's just Mario was on my brain at the moment sorry that's that's not that's not the one I'll be playing so. so my habits haven't changed marcy but definitely I, i've, I've allowed myself become more aware that it's not always a good thing to be playing games a lot i don't think and but you know i might stamp all over my own point exactly what you said you know you're playing games more now do you, like i also think it's anything anything that makes you happy hold on to it it's just a hobby and there's there's you can play, people are really into call of duty and just play it for hours and hours online and just love the competition that's absolutely fine God damn it, if, if you're loving doing that, do it. But stand outside yourself mm. and ask yourself maybe why I'm doing this. And maybe ask yourself, like, is it affecting my life in any way that I'm doing this a lot? And if you're repeatedly playing the same stuff over and over again, maybe maybe you're just hiding from something that you don't want to confront. Mm. I always think the, the minimum you can do <laughs> for your mental health, at least for me, who, I, who I'm really nerdy, is instead of re-watching something or replaying something, the minimum I can do is um, watch something new. Mm-hmm. Like watching a two-hour movie that's not a Marvel movie or something. That's like a movie movie with a capital M. I'm just like, wow, it actually makes me feel better. Same with discovering a new game or playing a new game. So my habits haven't changed, but I try to I try to be careful more. That, that's a great point, yeah, though.
3: Because like. I think, especially your earlier point, as you get older, you start to really hone in on the things that do make you happy and things that you really do enjoy. And so you, you kind of trimmed the
1: fat of things maybe that you were kind of into well, and like... Well, in life, you see, you kind of... As you get older, you know to discard shit that doesn't... like, you're yeah, like People do. people who you know when you're teens and early 20s, you're like, no, you're not someone to be around Exactly, anymore. yeah. You were someone I was in an orbit yeah. And so you it's a natural thing to discard shit as you get older. But, you know... You know, maybe sometimes, you know, a little bit more can be tossed And then, away. And then Liam
3: just announced he's leaving the podcast. And then, and then... <laughs> no. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to walk the
1: earth. He's like, no, 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 I'm not leaving.
3: All of you are leaving. <laughs> You're off. <up. laughs> what about you, Kev?
0: Yeah, I think it's sort of a, a combination of, of what both you guys have said. That it is. I do think I'm actually playing more these days than I have in a while. Mm. Um, mm. And I do think I'm trying to be more conscious about what I'm playing and why I'm playing it because like what Liam was saying, I could very easily, particularly if I'm not in the best headspace, I'll just sit down and I'll put Dark Souls on again for the 17th time, or I'll start something that I've played a hundred times before that I could probably do the opening hours of blindfolded. And that's not the healthiest thing. That's like when you talk to people who have watched the entirety of the US office like nine times back to back. Yeah. You're like, that show isn't that good. There's something else wrong in your life if, you're, <laughs> if that's your crutch, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and this is coming from someone who is heavily dependent on crutches. Um, <laughs> but it is something I'm trying to be more conscious of to make sure that, that what I'm playing is at the bare minimum new. Mm. Um, I think joining this podcast with you guys has been great for that. Because when I get tempted to restart Dark Souls for the 18th time, I'll just think, well, if I play something new, maybe I'll get some content out of it. Maybe I can have a conversation with the lads about it. Maybe it might be interesting. So if at the bare minimum, that's something that'll kind of push me away. Um, but it, like, it, it does you know, come down to... I've played Dark Souls 25 times. I've never seen Citizen Kane maybe I could have spared the two hours <laughs> to watch this a, no. a great compare. I love
1: that. Um, but in the times you live in as well, you kind of get gaming formal, mm. which I, which I oh, need yeah. to discard as well. Because I want to be able to just go, I want to replay. Oh. W- what am I going to do for the next 10 hours of gaming time? I, I think replaying Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, on my dinky little GameCube was a perfect perfectly good thing to do but now the gaming culture is so much more in your face you're kind of like every all the streamers everyone online is talking about this game and also you're kind of like i'm a fan of this series like i actually felt it for the first time recently where it wasn't the right time for me when it came out to purchase metroid prime remake which you were talking about earlier just wasn't i just wasn't ready for it. For like you know financially and also what i was like doing with my time and I felt it. I was like, hey, I'm a huge Metroid fan. Why aren't I supporting this game financially? You know, I'm a, you know, Metroid barely scrapes by. I need to, but I, you, that's another thing with gaming habits. I need to discard yeah. that shit, man. Yeah. Gaming is yeah. an expensive hobby and like, it's my life. And also if I get a figari, that's an Irish yeah. term, to play like i said prince of persia or something random that should be fun i shouldn't have you to could do it yeah like i'm not a streamer streamers have to play up-to-date things to get the, the views yeah. you know i don't have to do i don't have to do that it's, you know it's weird being
3: a fan of video games in 2023 and in your 30s guilt seems to factor in a lot yeah. with what you do and what you play which is such a bizarre <laughs> stupid thing to that happens such a pointless emotion anyway but i i find one of the biggest problems i have is because gaming moves so fast now yeah um that there's just so many re- new releases it's getting becoming such a huge industry that I get I get really bad FOMO even hearing what you playing Resident Evil 4 I'm like fuck I've never played that and I've had like 15-16 years I need to get on that I'm like that's why am I saying that with a ridiculous thing no I don't I'll play that when I get it the time to play it it, it ain't
1: going exactly, anywhere yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. what about you Owen?
2: I by the way Barcy was you who asked this question right? It was, oh, like, probably I can't remember it was <laughs> I, I think this is a absolutely outstanding question i oh. i i genuinely do i mean,
3: thought it um, all of it about about like, two said, minutes before i said it so i'm delighted
1: i said in the last episode we did this as well on that marcy is a quintessential type of human who doesn't prepare and just comes in and just absolutely nails it yeah. it's so indicative of what yeah. i've known uh, yeah it's it. incredibly here frustrating is again
3: my sister hears this she's been in it for
2: years
1: and yeah. so handsome oh, i look terrible right now sure, oh, so that's it's your then.
2: sister marcy she's you know she reached out to me during <laughs> difficult times and, and oh, sorry, uh, she, yeah I she did i was very uh, incredible it was just one of those things you know, I haven't spoken to Amy in, you know, God knows how long. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, she reached out um, in October and she was just, you know, I was like, I was not expecting this. Like, so shout out to Amy. But so to it. it's, I I think it's a brilliant question and I love hearing the perspective of of everyone, you know, everyone here. Because I think mine is, you know, my life, I think, has taken a different you know, direction, um, you know, we're obviously all in our own place and where we're meant to be in life. And I've found that, you know, especially over the last, I think COVID re- like reignited my love for gaming. Mm-hmm. I think I had fallen off and, you know, I think it was, I was very, um, I was really selective with what I, with what I was playing before um and i think a lot of that came down to financials to be honest with you you know people you know we look back on our youth with rose tinted glasses because you know every christmas it was maybe a game or two and your birthday was a game but like nowadays you know in canada it's 110 dollars to buy one game
1: what what that number seems
2: too big to me like it's 80 bucks
3: no 110
2: yeah so because the prices of ps5 games have Oh yeah. that's right wow. so that's, yeah, that's and great. that's the thing right like oh, as in, just... what people don't talk about is like you know not to get too off topic but like the gaming industry is one that hasn't the price of games has not increased with inflation so actually if you go yeah. back and look at the price of super nintendo games they were actually back in they, they were like 80 pounds yeah we're, we're getting a better deal now really we're getting yeah. all, we're getting yeah. an unbelievable deal yeah, um that's why to get like the gaming industry as a whole it's just fascinating because um it's not viable and it's in its current state it's not viable that's why something like unreal 5 is mm. so groundbreaking in my opinion because it allows you know ease of scalability on one dude to make a game that is you know double or triple a standard um but you know to your question Marcy I, I've actually found over time I'm playing less but my interest and my research in the industry has mm. become tenfold. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah. you know, and I think maybe that's part of, you know, my growth as a professional, you know, you know, within the marketing space and keeping up with just business trends and, um, and different industries. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not commuting to my commute to work is a drive. Now it's not sitting on a bus or it's not walking, yeah. Um, it's not taking the street car where I could have readily accessible, you know, device, the um, a switch or a deck. Exactly. I'm in the I, I'm in the burbs now, so I'm driving two hours every day. You know, two and a half hours every day for work. So what I listen to is the industry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have one of those perspectives of like I know a lot about. The current state of games I, I think i know a lot about the industry but that's actually not conducive to my habits as an actual player it's being a passive listener to everything else that's going on in the industry and then when i'm actually playing one you know the time sink um for me you know i alluded to it alluded to it when i said it about cyberpunk it's like you know i i'm probably able to get through one rpg a year just given my lifestyle and which is you know drastically changed because i've gotten so much fucking fatter and shit but like since university where you had all the time right i was thinking of like the gaming sessions and the fifa sessions we used to have um in university where you know when you actually look back on your time then you were only doing three or four hours a day of work and the rest of your time was playing sports you know drinking beer and playing video games like that that's what that four to five years of your life was like but now it's okay I have two hours on a Saturday and I have an hour on a Sunday and then for me why the deck is a game changer for me is you know I love my wife the bits but we have we have very different interests when it comes to media you know as a whole right so finding that common ground is you know we're quite selective in in what we watch now you know saying that you know we like a lot of the same things and we're i'm for one i'm a very open person into kind of watching anything because i have a general interest in everything you know liam and i will shoot the shit about fucking reality tv shows that are fun to watch with your other half right and i enjoy that stuff but you know i i think in my life i've learned more to try and be in the moment i don't know about you guys, but. Something that I've try, tried to stop doing myself is I had a really bad habit of, you know, and I think Marcy is probably the person who's probably into sports as much as I am on on this podcast, is on a Saturday morning, you would have your TV would be one game, your iPad would be a, and a game. I mean, sports game. Um, your iPad would be another sports Mm -hmm. game. And then you're playing your switch or your deck in your hand while you're consuming all this other media while you're probably listening to a podcast.
3: Mm. Yeah. It's it's, it's mad. Like it it is
2: mad. And I, what I've tried to do and like a bigger kind of like new perspective on life is to kind of slow down a bit and just consume one thing at a time and enjoy that one thing at a time. So, you know, when it comes to my video game playing, that's why it's kind of also taken a bit of a, Back seat to those other things in my life right it's like i'll sit down and watch a baseball game which is two and a half hours but i'm trying not to be on my phone and i'm mm-hmm. trying to be in the moment of watching that once before i would have had you know streaming on something or playing something else so like for me like it really is being far more selective and what i tried to do Liam, i think i sent you my list at the start of the year i was like these are the games i'm going to play this is what i'm looking forward to um, like from, you know, that hype level of like, okay, this tickles my fancy, Some of them will drop off and they already have like Hogwarts legacy, you know, it's looks good and wasn't, didn't turn out to be as amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I like Harry Potter, but I don't think I like it enough to get the value of the time sink into that. But, you know, I had dead space on there. I had, um, Resident Evil four, which I would get around to. Um, and then, um, the family. Family. And we were yeah, chatting the other day of like what you, know, what you were thinking of doing next and I told him, it was like, well, Final Fantasy is out in June um, yeah. went gold today actually, as of recording this podcast um, and I'm like that's something, like I'm going to dedicate that time to that and I will dedicate time to Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. um, which is probably going to come out the same day as my child is born actually in September <laughs> um, but
1: are you going to name him after that character? Craven on. <laughs> <unders. laughs>
3: yeah, I was gonna say the lizard. Come there for me.
2: But yeah, like as in you, know, it's it's one of those things, Marcy. It's like I've I appreciate more of the less that I'm playing, and then I'm very much interested in the business side of hmm. the video game industry and the levers that are being pulled there. Right. So um, it's it, and you know it's.
1: Literally, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, burp, burp, burp. Oh,
2: so yeah, it's it's a you know I I love this question because it was my answer was very different I think to the other guys you know.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think one really interesting common thread that kind of came up across all four answers is um, <laughs> that sort of regardless of the amount of gaming that we're doing or what or what we're playing or to what extent, I think we've all sort of intimated that we're all sort of trying to be more conscious and more mindful of what we're using our time for Mm. i think that's kind of the the more useful takeaway rather than the amount of time you're putting into it is that making sure that it is that when you're doing it that you're sort of you're enjoying it you're getting out of it what you want to and it's not just something you're doing for the sake of it you know
2: but saying that like my pornography consumption has
1: massively gone up
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, I keep saying it to you. You need to stop so doing on the a fox
1: in, I sent you a fox in space. It's this animated <laughs> yeah, short. Yeah, 14 drama. minutes gosh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> But also, it's like you know, Marshall, it's like new technology, right? I think that's very like just you mentioned oh, yeah. it. Gaming is moving so fast, but technology exactly is yeah. moving so fast now. It's things like you know, we own the yeah, an Oculus. One of the best yeah. times I've had in like, I God knows, my mother-in-law said it to my wife of like, I've never heard your husband laugh like that. So maniacally was when we yourself, Pa, a friend of the show and I had the virtual get together that day. It was like, Oh, this is, you know, this is the the future. And you speak about habits, Kev, Leah, Marcy, what's terrifying is that is the future. Mm. 10 years from now, what gaming is, whether or not we like it is going to be fucking radically different. Radically different. I don't know if you've seen the Marcy. I was looking at getting a pair. It's a pair of glasses that pretty much kind of what Kev is wearing now. You can connect them to your Steam Deck, and they project an AR one hundred and twenty-inch screen, and you can play your Steam Deck on a virtual screen. Goodness gracious me! Maybe, (laughs) maybe after I finish watching that YouTube
3: video, it's been linked there as well. You could link me, uh, (laughs) (laughs) link me to buy those glasses.
1: Marcy, you're 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 such a good friend. No, <laughs> like, He's the only one who said, "Like, yeah, I'm going to watch yeah, it for, regardless actually, of my own
3: I completely <laughs> going against Owen's pointer. I'm actually watching it on their screen right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're great, great answers. I think it's yeah. I'd love to if we're imagine imagine if we're still doing this podcast in like ten years. Um, I'd love to ask it again just to see what we'd say then.
1: No, but I, I'm happy that in ten years gaming will change dramatically, mm. but there'll be people who are just like. Oh, I used to play Fortnite and they'll be old now they'll be old fogies and they'll be like "Oh, it's not really real gaming unless you can can't reference Fortnite unless every pop culture character ever is in it I don't know (laughs) I can't remember okay
0: perfect so I suppose for my question I'm going to obviously bring it back to Resident Evil 4 because (laughs) we might as well just rebrand this (laughs) to the Resident Evil 4 episode um, a treat. but while playing it one thing that was kind of coming to my mind is that it is a great game to show to people who think that they don't like horror games
2: oh this is very Marcy's face just
0: because is it horror though
1: is the original horror even
0: I think this is arguably more horror than the original because they've they've dropped the yeah. lighting and obviously the improved graphics makes all the the sort of gross out body horror stuff more visceral but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's sort of your player character is so much more empowered. Leon is a badass with an absolute shit ton of weapons. So as opposed to like the the earlier Resi games, you feel more powerful. I think it'd be a good way in to survival horror for someone who maybe has played the genre before and doesn't like it or maybe has never tried it out. So I suppose my question to you would be, are there any games that you can think of that would serve as an entryway Entry into the genre that they represent
3: great question oh, that's a great question I'm trying not to pick a different genre so hmm
0: I'll say resume before
2: <laughs> there's this, the podcast, there's, yeah. this yes.
1: there's this animated short <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh it's a fabulous question it really is for listeners, it's, it's clear that we don't share the questions beforehand. No. Be yeah, I, have, I have a quick answer.
3: Oh,
1: just oh, sorry, this silence will be edited out. <laughs> no, sorry no, about like it. Yeah, okay, it's like an
3: insight. Uh, I'll I'll go first because um, I think I'm the, I'm the only person here really. I think who plays kind of RTS's RTS's. Yeah, exactly. strategy mm-hmm. games. Yeah, he he got me. Yeah, he got me. Um, and I would say if you've never played one, uh, Rome Total War is one of the best ways to yeah. get into that. Um, in like a very pure RTS kind of sense, um, it's uh, oh, we're gonna have to explain this. Start again to explain. Um, but I think it's it's what it does is it just makes it incredibly accessible. Um, you know, you have your your maps where you're basically trying to, you know, let's say you're... Oh, God, I'm spinning so badly. Um, There's over 50 factions to pick, right? Uh, and it's says in Roman times... Can I go back and pick a different uh, answer, actually? Because it's gonna take me... <laughs> you're in now, we've been, we've been doing this episode for over two hours. So I'm actually going to say, Rome Total War. Google it. There you go. Perfect. Next.
1: <laughs> but it's weird that you brought up RTSs, Marcy. This is not my choice, but RTSs is a genre that's not my hmm. favourite. Uh, but... My brother is really into it. So I grew up around uh, RTSs. I would say, and I'm going back a long time now, but I was going to say like for RTSs, Warcraft 3 oh, wow. is the one that I played. That I was like, this is good. I don't like this genre, yeah. but this is good. I like this is like going back even before, like everyone thought the whole brand of Warcraft is World of Warcraft. This is back before we, there were RTSs. And also Command and Conquer Absolutely. were really accessible RTSs, but there's, they're not my genre. But those are the ones that I got into. Uh, Rome Rome Total War always seemed very um not like keeping you at arm's length but just a little, a little bit much, you know. Yeah, I,
0: I regret saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> which of the Command and Conquerors was the one with um Red Jim Curry? Red Alert 2? That was the Red Alert Red 2 Red, or
1: Red yeah, yeah, yeah. 2. Yeah. And JK Simmons? No. Yeah. Oh yeah? Is, Is he? he? Oh my god, wow. I think so.
2: He's the, he's in one of the Command and Conquers, I can tell you that much. Right. No, he was in Spider Man. <laughs> um whiplash, oh, I you, whiplash. You. um I'm going to bring up the sports genre and I am going to say for soccer games it's not FIFA it's not ISS it's Super Mario strikers
1: <laughs> oh which good I stuff. Okay.
2: yeah I picked this up I forget if it was actually a GameCube game I don't think it was but it was, was it?
1: Game, Game, GameCube first and then a yeah, Wii version. Because the of it.
2: Wii ver- version is where I jumped in.
1: It was bigger, obviously, because GameCube no one had a GameCube and everyone had the Wii. so the Wii version was the bigger yeah, version of it. So it was called recharge it was called Recharge. Yeah, recharged. And
2: one I was very disappointed because one came out for the Switch and it was meant to be just totally they took a lot of the features yeah. out. Like it was half kind of done. Um but I think that's a just you know it's a Arcade style game where it's, I've, I think it's like a five on five, so it's not a full 11 on 11. And it very much is a let's like football logic doesn't really exist except putting the ball in the goal. Like I'd say yeah. Rocket League actually has more football logic than Super Mario Strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the core fundamentals of a shooting, of a passing, um, of doing crazy effing power moves um the fun is there to be had and it's kind of i think arcade games in general not just beyond soccer i think for golf i think for fighting i think a lot of those are very accessible they're built to be right because they're actually they're not necessarily built for home consoles they're built for that arcade um environment and they're generally like the button layouts of those are very accessible and that's like you're really looking at two to four buttons to be able to not necessarily master it, but to be able to get a lot out of it. Um, and I, I actually think now that I'm thinking about it, the, the Mario sports games in general. Mm. What even tops Mario Strikers is Mario Golf.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mario Golf is next. Yeah. Mario yeah. Golf
2: is absolutely fantastic. Great game, yeah. And it's just stupid. You know what <laughs> it I mean? Like, doesn't <laughs> it, it? It is. It's it's Mario dressed up with. Um, I don't know if you guys played it. Um, everybody golfs for the play or like original playstation
3: oh mm. fantastic yeah it was an yeah, like unbelievable
2: nice. series yeah you can actually get it from mobile and it's really really good um but i think for like i think for sports games i think like that's where the mario license stuff like is just it's just good like you kind of know what you're getting like they are casual games and you know the wii had a lot of shovelware for this stuff but like even things like mario and sonic at the Olympics. Like that kind of thing You know what you're getting That's you know Call a spade a spade It's not a masterpiece yeah. Of a game But if the four of us Were sitting in a room And playing that together We're gonna to have a laugh Absolutely I'd be
1: yeah. like Why can Mario and Sonic Run At the same speed the same yeah. speed yeah. In the sprint And then my ex-wife Will call me up And be like oh, Sorry I gotta go Pick up my fucking kid
3: <laughs> And I'll leave you playing it And the sequel was shit as well Mario and Sonic At the Special Olympics I didn't like that at all <laughs> <laughs>
2: It offensive. <laughs> <know>. oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but like I I think of games where my family who would be traditional non-gamers and the games that they got excited about. Um I actually and funny enough, it's the GameCube. It's the N64 and GameCube era where yeah. um a lot of them kind of really pick things up. You know, I think I I think Orc <laughs> Arena of Time for that adventure-type, um, action-adventure-type game is is fantastic.
1: Well, Owen, I was going to keep mine really insular and be a Zelda answer. Do you mind if I just bounce off you just now? All you. Breath of the Wild is the one, is the, the great bringer-together of, of players if you're playing a Zelda game. But it doesn't represent Zelda as a series. If you've never played a Zelda game, taking everything into account... The best representation that's available on current hardware is the remake of Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, one hundred percent. You both get to experience a, a classic retro Zelda game, but one that's the finesse has been upped. The graphics, uh, it's been polished. You know, you don't, you, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to play it on a Game Boy. Essentially, it's wonderful. It's short. It's easily accessible. And also, in terms of me just being a Zelda fan, I, I like the way you get to by playing it, you get to. Understand the kind of the, the rhythm of a Zelda game, the overworld versus the dungeons, the puzzles. But you also get to experience its history. You get to play like an old one because even though that game looks modern, it's yeah, it's a Game Boy game from like you know 1991, and it kind of still plays like that. You probably have to look up a walkthrough at least once to kind of figure out where you're going. It's just a perfect blanket representation of a Zelda game, and I would choose a different Zelda game if Nintendo had. Zelda or any of their games readily available on modern hardware or and and also because this is such a lovely remake so if you're if you've only played Breath of the Wild and you're going to play Tears of the Kingdom you want to experience a different Zelda usually I would point to Ocarina of Time but now the one I would point to is the remake of Link's Awakening, which is a lovely little, and has a wonderful art style. Everything, Everyone looks like little dinky little toys mm. in it. It's
0: great. Am I right in saying that now that the 3DS eShop has closed, that the only version of Ocarina of Time that you can legally play is that god awful emulated version on the Nintendo Switch Online service? You have to pay yeah, to subscribe to it. They updated
3: that a lot. Yeah, unless you have an old console. They updated that a lot, though. They addressed I think? That the issue. Yeah, they did a okay. really interesting YouTube video in that. They did, actually. Yeah, Yeah, subscribe. they. They, oh, they took okay. it to heart. And,
1: I'm, I'm yeah. still, I'm still furious that the amazing, what I consider an amazing remix of Ocarina of Time that came out for the 3DS. are still locked to the 3DS, and they haven't just put those in modern consoles. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not just locked to
0: the 3DS; they're just they're no longer available as of, you know, this week.
1: Yeah, unless you can grab a physical copy. Yeah, online. for about 300 bucks. Get. I have it. I had to buy a 3DS game to do. I'm doing a list of Mario games for an episode. I had to buy the actual 3DS game online. I felt like I was like, where, oh. where am I?" 2011 it was exciting way overpriced and the game wasn't very good. Nice. Can I, can I ask a question Ian? <laughs> did you guess? Yeah.
3: Did you end up buying a physical copy of Resident Evil 4 by the way or did this
1: No, are we bringing this up? <laughs> I think it's still up to you, yeah. I did not. I got a juicy digital copy for my PS5 after being thwarted in my backwater town trying to get a trying to get a fucking fit trying to get a physical one. But Kevin,
2: the more the yeah, (laughs) my mind is you know the cogs are turning because (laughs) of the alcohol. But I think that's where Nintendo do things best. Like because Mm. Marcy, you were mentioning RTSs, Mm. my mind goes to something like Pikmin, which is just a very like accessible version of that. You know, they they take complicated concepts and they just narrow it down into something that's just so extremely accessible. You know
3: wii sports wii sports is the perfect yeah. i saw people i would never imagine interactive video game ever play wii sports my gran my gran was one of the most racist people i've ever met and there she was she's playing wii sports I loved it I loved the bowling I, like and i think they're 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 amazing at yeah. nintendo can just really kind of bring people into into games of any age
0: yeah, yeah that's true I was a recent example be so, that on the mario Rabbids games where, that
2: game, I played the original and finished the original mm-hmm. one, not Sparks of Hope. That original game, if you guys haven't played it, Marcy, particularly you, you would fucking love that game.
0: It's excellent. It's way it better brilliant. than it has any right to be. Um, and it's basically, it's it's colorful yeah. XCOM. Yeah.
2: XCOM, yeah. For wow. people who
0: would run a mile at the thought of playing Actually, XCOM. Actually,
2: Liam, did your brother play it? He's
1: a big XCOM fan, isn't he? No, he never did. No, He'd but... love
0: it. He would love it.
1: Okay did we all answer did we all answer I think
0: we're, think we're all good
1: it is yeah okay so I think that's
0: about all we have time for today folks really appreciate you sticking with us Marcy Kev, has his signed up
1: yeah I don't
3: mean to interrupt you Kev I, I saw you're about to wrap up <clears throat> um, I have to do one thing if you would mind it'll take two minutes please and then you go can ahead continue so i interrupting you um, <clears throat> so it appears I've greatly wronged someone um, because I have not heard the fucking end of it uh, since we did uh, the episode where we all met in person and we spoke. Okay, um, I have it literally written down because I've been told to get this right all day. Uh, apparently, that episode, uh, which would have been episode 51, 52 maybe 51, 51, I think two. Um, uh, I said that Stephanie, uh, my partner, uh, romanced Jacob, uh, in Mass Effect, uh, two. And I think we all booed. Um, you did, yeah, yeah. Liam, particularly apparently, booed very uh, enthusiastically.
1: He's not an alien, yeah, man. Yeah,
3: and uh, Steph has just booed me, uh, basically, uh, since then. Um, so I've been told to right the wrong, um, and that is in Mass Effect 1, she romanced Liara, which is Good. A very popular. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Classic, yeah, perfect. Not. And in, Blue Mass Effect, yep, in Mass Effect 2, she romanced Garrus uh, and 3 oh um, absolutely so there you go you did her dirty yeah man. i did you absolutely I, did her I did dirty. very
1: uh, she's out here living her best yeah, life and you're uh, just like slandering yeah, her and i genuinely yeah.
3: thought when she told me to say it on the podcast to like almost apologize i thought she was joking for like the first four days but as we ended <laughs> today five six seven eight nine i was like okay she's very very serious so apologies to that steph uh garris is your basically video game boyfriend and uh yeah apologies to getting that wrong uh, sorry there kev
0: no that was entirely worth the interruption yeah. Um, if I was in her position, I would be fucking furious. Yeah, she left me, Kev. She left, she, she, I mean, I'm really Kev. sorry to hear that, but I I've can understand why.
3: This is I hope she listens to the podcast and get her back this way.
0: You're just <laughs> to show up outside her apartment with a boombox playing the podcast. <laughs> right. Um, I think that's as good a point as any to leave it, guys. Uh, I just want to thank the listeners for sticking with us this far. It's been a kind of a long and rambly one. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um if you're enjoying the podcast, do share it with your friends, spread it around. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, at HLLpod on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, you can find Liam just behind the bush outside your house. Um,
1: but I'm not doing anything untoward. Not- I'm just watching this little animated short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, we'll leave it there. That's uh, Thanks very much for listening. That's Bye from me and bye from these three degenerates. Bye. Bye,
1: everyone.